Hello there and welcome back to the Trucking Driver Podcast. Sorry there was no episode last week. We both felt absolutely terrible and had a weekend of um, all sorts of truck-based shenanigans. So, um, yeah, we had the week off. Don't worry, we'll maybe do a double episode this week. <laughs> Happy Christmas. There were, there, were, there, there, were, there were unfortunate incidents and happenings last mm. week. Of which we will skirt around here anyway. But um, mm. Chris, dear Chris's Foden was booked in to go to a body shop to get its chassis and cab done. And helpful Douglas attempted to get him a truck. Um, he did. He put years. the hours in, bless him. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, somebody um, forgot to check the truck over and it promptly broke down required attention which meant Chris's truck didn't go to get painted so I now have the truck (laughs) because I'm going to be running a series of features which I've decided to do through 2021 looking at entry level Euro 6 trucks but I'll generally just grab one from the local dealer and do a couple of shifts for Pollocks and one you know sort of 15 plate of things Renaults MANs that's that sort of thing, just to let people know what's out there. That's my idea. But I haven't done a shift in the truck yet. It's sitting outside my house because I have acute conjunctivitis. Um, went to pick the truck up because it was sat outside yours on Thursday night. So I went mm. down with Stephen, who now owns my Foden. Um, and he got held up for about four hours. So I got down to pick up the truck. Got it started, drove up the road, decided not to go over the A66 because of the snow. Went over the 69 thinking I was clever, got onto the this M74 and then promptly got stuck in traffic for nearly five hours because a couple of jackknife lorries. If only I'd kept on going up the A1, but how was I to know? But by that point I'd been awake for 28 hours and it was really aggravating my poor conjunctivitisized eye which I don't know if you probably can't see it yeah it's nice what is it? yeah it looks yeah. like somebody's po- poked me in the um, poked me in the eye stick you look like you've been poked mm. <clears throat> yeah mm. Mm. not nice so it's sitting outside my house bless it I think I think Pollock's had the day they must have had the day from hell on fr- Friday with the snow and the weather because I did phone Scott before I went to sleep in the afternoon and he didn't phone me back and he texted me on Saturday said uh, are you still wanting to come out and I texted him back a picture of my eye and I says can I come out during can I go for a drive do a shift during the week and he said no problem uh, that's absolutely fine so that's good and then I shall return the truck uh, back to whence it came on f- next Friday what, night. All the way back to Italy. That's very kind of you. Technically, it would be Madrid, but Reading. Um, mm. My mate Pete's going to pick me up because I've went and bought that um, Vectra. Like I need another Vectra, but you know. Have like, you done it? Yeah, I've, oh yeah, I've bought it. Mm. Yeah, it's like you know, me buying old Vauxhalls is like comfort eating for fat people. You know. Yeah. Like a Vauxhall, a Vauxhall Vectra to me is like, you know, an enormous chocolate cake. So, As you can I see looking at your screen, I'm uh, I'm no stranger to comfort eating just at the minute. <laughs> it's a time of year, you need to put a better on for. It's called, um, now what's the trendy way of describing I'm fat because? Um, yeah, it's a dad bod, that's the way to describe no, it. No, it's... Um, 
fashionable. Quarantine fifteen. That's what they call it, isn't it? It's a. Oh yeah, this is me. Quarantine fifteen. It's you know fifteen pounds on over lockdown. Ah, I'll go with that. <laughs> as soon as Auntie Margaret's had a jab and we can go back to civilization, I'll have uh, I'll have about two stone to shift before truck show season. I'm gonna have to get a load of shirts made. Well, I'm too oh. tight. Mm. Oh, so yeah, I'll be back on tomatoes, tomatoes yeah. and bloody rivita. Yay! Mm. Mm, anyway, it's sorry. Christmas. A fat bloke with a white beard's always popular. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll go go. I'm taking the truck back to Reading, and then my mate Pete's going to pick me up because my Vectra, which doesn't actually run properly, I've bought some parts to try and get it to run. Um, he's going to pick me up, and I'm going to go over to his, and we are going to. What I'm going to do is I've bought some parts to fix the Vectra, so hopefully what we are going to do is repair it, and then I will drive it 400 miles home. And in the process, create a YouTube video for my once-driven-forever-smitten channel. Um, what, what, can, what, what can possibly go wrong with a Vectra which is already not running properly? You know? right, it's, it's a standard for you, this, isn't it? It's making a rod for my own back, really, yeah. Making uh, ill-advised journeys in ropey vehicles. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm busy next week because they decided as well, I got a bombshell dropped this week that the printers decided that they weren't going to accept the magazine on the 18th. They wanted it um, on Monday, uh, a week earlier, because it would be too hard for them to process it for Christmas, um, which I um, flipped out about mildly. And then we got a compromise of four o'clock on Wednesday, so I've now lost nearly two days, plus I need to do a shift in that truck, so I'll be fairly busy. I've been doing right. quite a bit of interviewing and phone calls this this weekend, well, catching up on stuff, seeing as I can't drive or leave the house. Well, as my dear Auntie Nelly would say in this situation, at least it'll stop the fiddling with itself. I can't even be motivated at the moment, to be honest with you. <laughs> Bloody hell, things are serious if you can't be bothered. Things oh, are serious. I'm, cur- I'm currently on the, um, the ignore list for some reason. But we probably mm. shouldn't get into that in the podcast. No. <laughs> Listen, if you need something to get you going, I'm I'm going for a shower when we've done this. I'll I'll leave camera running when I come back in and get dressed. As long as we pretend that you can't, you know, it was an accident. I'm all right with that. I'm easy. You crack on. <laughs> Just do a printout out for later because that's naughty. No, no screen grabbing. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Think of the children. Think of the children. Aye. So anyway, that was anyway that was I've gone a bit back to front. That was the the, the, the adventure. If we rewind back to Sunday, the previous mm. Sunday, I went out and um, did some work. I went out with Stephen, who I've sold my Foden to, and ironically, since I've sold him my Foden, it now means I can drive it more often. So he had a um, a trailer yeah. and a Land Rover Discovery to drop off to a guy, uh, Kev Ross. So we agreed to go to the Newton Moore Grill. Um, a driver called um, Karen got in touch and said that the Newton Moore Grill, which is a lovely truck stop just off the A9 south of King Houston, it is. 50 miles south of Inverness. Are you, do you know it? You've been in there Yeah, before. last year when I took Lucy up on one of these missions, I went up arse end of nowhere behind Loch Ness with a load of solar panels for a water treatment plant. We did a night there. We, didn't, um, we got in there about 10 past 10, or just after middle of summer, um, 
just parked up and obviously you know we sammed in at morning time for breakfast grant spot i never knew it were there i just asked on facebook if anybody knew anywhere decent on way up and they did so in we went um and i think <clears throat> the last that fed us at morning was possibly latvian but she was great really friendly had a really good natter wanted to know about yorkshire and the rest of it and why Lucy had nothing better to do socially than come traipsing around Scotland with a father in a phone, and it was no really good spot, really good. Mm-hmm. A bit, um, a bit 80s maybe in showers, but all clean, ship shape, oh, and well. uh, and good to go. I've, and I, I, if you don't know it's there, you'll not know it's there because you come off and you sort of loop in, and then you loop back out topside, don't you? Yeah, um, that, that was a that was a thing. I'm I'm like embarrassed to. Mm. I didn't know it was there, and how many times have I been up and down the, the A9 and various blah de blah and all that? So, um, yeah, she got in touch. Um, in fact, I'd better go and check the correct name here Karen uh, Karen Sutherland um, from ENS Roger got in touch and said the truck mm. stop, Newton Moore Grill, is really needing some help. They've been struggling throughout COVID-19. The problem that they've got is that the truck stop isn't signposted from the road and they were were previously rejected signposting because they weren't touristy enough. Um, Aside from the fact like truck stops are essential service and what's the harm of putting some signs in the road, it is apparently ridiculously bureaucratic and difficult to get road signs erected. So I think there is some movement on that now. But anyway, we took the phone... I drove the Foden um, up there, which was fantastic. Really enjoyed driving it. Um, if I'd gone out as an owner operator, I've no doubt that truck would be um, would have done me would have done me proud. Um, Stephen's really looking forward to <coughs> to driving it. The sixteen speed manual, Jake brake, just lovely. Um, and my new spotlights that I fitted to it as well, um, and my heated seat that was all working and that. Uh, had such an enjoyable time. Got to the truck stop, met Barbara and her partner Derek, who run the place. Um, and it's absolutely spotless inside. They've got a wood burner, and it was so cosy. Good news on the shower front: they've uh, just put in a brand new shower in the men's. Oh, bang! Uh, and and the women's, the women's one's also been updated as well. So mm. the place is lovely. Um, it's twelve pounds to park there for the night as well, and the food is. I've got to be honest, it's too cheap. She she could easily get away with charging a couple of quid more for most yeah. of the stuff there. Um, the puddings and the cakes, I hear, are also quite legendary. Um, but I was a, no. I had a cheese and ham toasty and chicken and rice soup. So please, if you're driving up and down on the A9, um, which I'm sure a lot of you will be, have a look out for Newton Moore, because like, as Chris says, you just loop in. You'll just see a sign for village, yeah. take it, come off, and it comes up on your left. Yeah. And There's, then, oh, to get back on, you have a mile or so, aren't you, to go up through and back Yeah, on. it's just a loop. It's, it's, yeah. You can access it from north or south, and... Um, there's a fuel station a mile away from there as well which has got truck diesel pumps it's an SO mm. and it's got a Londis store where you can buy essentials should you need them and all that a space for up to 45 trucks so yeah that was a that, that a was a good shame old day, to see a place like that flounder because we're not using it there's, and, not, um, you there's know. not yeah there's not enough places like that and it would be you know heartbreaking um, if it fell by the wayside because once these places are gone, they, it's not often that they come back. I know that uh, mm. I mentioned the the, the um, ADS truck stop in Stoke on Trent, which was opened up 
um, fairly recently, which is kind of old school truck stop values, and they'll bend over backwards to try to accommodate you and things. But that's the exception rather than the norm. There was a story this week that there's a truck stop being shut down at Holyhead for a Brexit holding area, which sounds like a right old mess. But I digress. Oh, I've got a stop on my way back from driving the food, and I was in the Cavalier. Um, which got a good thousand mile run out uh, over the course of the weekend and it was quite foggy and rainy and I was, if, as you come over the fourth bridge, well the, the Queen's Ferry crossing, you know as you come off it there's then a big, huge, long looping right hand bend Yep Well there was a BMW in the outside lane there and I just cruised past him with my cruise control on what I have done fitted to the car doing like 70 and I didn't like break any speed for the corner I just went round it and as I'm going round the corner the guy in the BMW decides that he doesn't actually like this but because the Cavaliers and winter tyres and built-in suspension and everything I just gave it a bit of stick I thought no you're not you're not holding me out and I accelerated off and left him and a set of blue lights came on behind us and I was like oh no I thought I am in trouble here like this is not good at all and they pulled the BMW. <laughs> <laughs> I was like you. I, I was like you, dancer. I, mean, I wish you know there would <laughs> would have been somebody else there to witness that. Mm. That was just wah, like, wah. For, the adrenaline. They, they've mm. obviously watched him just block that outside lane right the way around, and me just cruise along. And you know they took sympathy on the ca- the Cavaliers. So I thought that was a. No, I thought that was I thought that was worth a mention. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah, I tried to look up for some lorry news for this week and there was nothing much. There was nothing much doing. If you want the opportunity to name a gritter, there are nine gritters being named by Wolverhampton Council, so you can name them things like Sir Salter Raleigh. Um, Gary Gritter is no longer allowed, unfortunately. Um, bah, humbug. Yeah, but if you email communications at wolverhampton.gov.uk, you can have the opportunity to name a Gritter. So, what about um, Gritter Thunberg? Hey, oh, there's a good one there. Aye, She's topical. Know, get enough people to email in. Maybe we could just name one, name one something stupid like... Um, Malcolm or something like that or you know Derek <laughs> get ready thousands yep. and thousands and thousands of letters in your post bag next week from Malcolms and Derek's probably it'd be a double edged sword it'd be kicking off about you taking the piss and they'd be kicking off about the word well, search and du- the crossword they could, call it, they could call it Douglas or Christopher as well Christopher the Gritter that sounds slightly yeah. camp yeah here's a thing here's a thing as well which we need to cover differences <gasps> of opinions on things as the podcast rolls on um, and we've picked up our, our little sort of cult following and as new people sort of discover things we occasionally find people getting a bit upset about opinions, about politics and so on and so forth and things and all I can say to that is if you disagree with something um, and don't like it, well, tough you know, don't listen to it again, keep Find something else to listen to which does agree with your opinions. In life, you're going to find people who do not agree with things that you do, you know. And the country is divided at the moment, you know. We're divided over Brexit, we're divided over Scottish independence, 
Um, lorry drivers can't even, you know, uh, lorry drivers can get into a massive half-hour argument over manual gearboxes and whether or not a bull bar's acceptable or not. So, you know, be careful what you write on social media about anything these days as well. Take into account people's um, overall mental health state and stuff. Some of the comments I see um, on YouTube videos because I'm obviously now doing my YouTubing stuff as well. And some of the negative comments people put in videos, I'm surprised YouTube even allows that. So all I will say is, be think carefully and be kind to each other. And if you don't like something, then, you know, move on. Accept it. Not everybody has the same thoughts and opinions as you do. However, we do welcome um, constructive criticism, like me being told to shut up a bit more. Which I probably have in this episode. <laughs> oh, he's not going to let that one go, Jessica. Never mind. <laughs> Who's very welcome on the show, by the way. Ah, looking for very... happy to have guests on. I was talking to our editor, Ben, about getting set up so we can have three people on the show at once. Um, which, will be, which would be a good thing to do. I, I, would, I would like to try that for our Christmas special um, issue, so... Um, we will try and get that sorted out. A bit of festive cheer, that'll be that'll be a good one to go and do. But I um, on for that as well. I would like to direct people to if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, have a look at um, Betamax Babylon, where they go back and review videos from the 1980s. Um, sort of your diehard um, planes, trains, and automobiles, RoboCop, Crocodile Dundee, very effect- affectionately, and they do it really well. And one of the guys that does that's um, a guy called Sam Delaney, uh, who's a journalist, and he also does a podcast called Top Flight Time Machine, which is also well worth a listen. But he just posted up a website um, this week called The Reset, which is about how he stopped drinking. Um, and I thought it was kind of it, it also moved into the realms of mental health and things as well, because I think I don't know about you, but I've noticed over the past few weeks there's real uh, kind of coronavirus fatigue setting in across the country and with right. a lot of people <clears throat> it, 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 it's like as the weather's got darker and it looks like things are going to drag on for longer I think it's it, like overall health and well-being has become more important and I really liked what he'd written on that reset website because it's some it, it was food for thought for me because it was somebody who's been um, uh, not been out much again and back producing truck and driver fueled by ridiculous amounts of gin uh, not to mention uh, uh, things from the doctors that you're not supposed to take in quantities of that nature <laughs> Anusol uh, 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 Well if you like What did you say? Anusol Anusol is that is that like tomato tomato? Well, it's less embarrassing going and asking for anusol than it is going for anusol because anybody that's not listening, would pick up immediately on anusol. You know they'd hear that. Ah, I see. No, the good, the, good thing, the good thing is uh, the one called um, German. We've just jumped uh, immediately from mental health to piles. Well, I, but, um, I can see a link. I can see I can see a link as well. Your mental health is mm. definitely going to be worse if you've got piles. Sitting on an inflatable a, ring cushion well, in your scan for 15 a, hours a day for a fortnight at a time, a, that can't be fun, can it? It's enough to well, send you mental. I made a joke on Facebook this week, and I'm sorry if I've ignored you on Facebook. I've, I've, I'm having four days off Facebook um, because I don't, uh, I just I feel like a little break from it. 
But um, I made a joke that I'd got conjunctivitis and the, uh, I'd woken up with the onset of piles, which I hadn't, but then I probably regretted doing so because uh, it's serious business. No, instead of Anusol, uh, there's another product called Germaloids, and that's the same thing, but um, obviously it doesn't have anus in the title, so it's less embarrassing uh, to purchase. And also you can get it off the shelf in Sainsbury's so you can put it through the self-service checkout. So, you know, the checkout lady doesn't need to know that you've got um, a case of rampaging bum grapes. Germaloids. Germaloids, yep. That's a like an, one alien, uh, an alien civilization waiting to invade. That's two of my recommendations for the week. Betamax Babylon. I've got Betamax Babylon. <clears throat> If the germaloids are going to invade, mm-hmm. it'll be by the back door. Hey, <laughs> you can have that one. Right, <clears throat> thanks for that. I want germaloids in the title to this episode now, please. Rog. Mm-hmm. Poor Ben. Now, well, if my, my three recommendations were, yeah, definitely, if anybody's struggling a bit with... Um, uh, mental health and the circumstances of the time have a look at Sam Delaney's um, website The Reset because it's not just about stopping drinking and things it's about overall mental health and I found something quite interesting I found something quite interesting on it called andysmansclub.co.uk which isn't uh, it's, it's rather different to what it sounds it's about men getting together and just talking about problems and issues and things so oh dear. I, I dropped I dropped them an email because I thought I am you know I don't shut up a lot of the time but I think I've got quite a I think I'm fairly open and I've got a good relationship with a close circle of friends who I can talk to about anything but a lot of lorry drivers and a lot of men in general aren't fortunate enough to have that you know and there's a lot of isolation when you're driving trucks as mm. well where you're if you're not in a good mood, if your head's not in the right place to have the bad thoughts mm. banging around in your head all day, it's, yep. it's, it's it can be it can be the best place in the world to be at times. You know, up in the cab of a lorry out in the open road, and it can also be the worst place in the world when things aren't aren't going right from you. And you know, as you you know, and and then you can be additionally pineappled at any moment, which is now. I've only got That's, three. You know, three people I can ring up in day when I'm having a meltdown. I've only got three of them. Uh, Paul Dunn, Blair Roebuck, and the uh, equally lucky Mr. Mark Waller with the fancy Fellbinder powder tank that didn't quite make it to Harrogate this year. Those Next three, year. Yeah. Those three get me about three hours apiece every day, and it's those three that stop me committing mass murder. So thank them. Well done to um, them, yeah. There's nobody else because, you know, the wife's busy teaching. Um mm. Sometimes you just need to blow off, and I need to blow off, and they just sit there and go, yes, quite, mm, there, there, there. And it's serious shit. You know, when you're on your own, the smallest yeah. problem, you can you can mess with it over a couple of hours and make it into something that's going to make you do something you're going to regret, and I've been there, and they know I've been there. And those mm-hmm. three between them, or sometimes together as a team effort, have pulled me back and uh, <laughs> apl- applied the necessary mental slap and, um, Not- and kept me right. But it's down to those three that, I haven't been on the news at some point. So, yeah. well done, men. Yeah, good for you. No, it's good. It's important to have that. It's important to mm. really appreciate friends at this sort of time. But like I say, not everybody has that. You know, I mean, I've got, you know, my three that I would probably go and count on. Um, I've got Steve McCann, the photographer who does a lot of stuff. He knows, he know, he's always there to listen to me go, and, go on for ages and ages. Pete Sell who does my once-driven-forever-smitten stuff with me. He works on McLaren at the moment. Um, 
selling supercars, which isn't anywhere near as glamorous as it sounds. I've recommended him to go and get his lorry license and go and get involved with lorries instead because people always need lorries. <laughs> and they don't always need McLarens. Um, and I've got um, mummy Craig McKinley as well, who um, he went through... Um, yeah, we... He, um, he went through a hell of a bad time a few years ago, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, saying that, not that he listened to this anyway, but he went through a rather difficult divorce and I'm glad to say he's happily married now with a lovely little baby and everything but that's it's good to have people to call upon, but I thought that Andy's Man's Club thing, I thought I read it and I thought, you know, that kind of resonates and I'm going to um, I emailed them and said, you know, would I be of any use, because there's group. apparently they meet up in groups and things, like once a week I don't know if that's happening now, because it's like all online or what have you uh, but I thought I might go as well go and offer my um, services one way or the other to, to that uh, furthermore, what I need to do as well I'll tell you what I'm, what's in the current issue of the magazine as well as the um, Breaker Breaker truck show which didn't go ahead this year because of coronavirus and they attempted to do they did the convoy of trucks but it poured with rain all day and Leanne and her team have worked so so hard on that um, to help promote um, men's mental health and they are organised for um medical professionals to be on board the ferry and um, going from I- Northern Ireland to Scotland so drivers could get health checked so they could get you know uh, checked for blood pressure diabetes any under- underly- underlying health issues and even possibly speak to somebody about an issue and I think all that's kind of just kind of it's all stuck it's all up in there with coronavirus so, um, I think if anything good to come out of um, all this coronavirus stuff is maybe is maybe we can get help um, get men lorry drivers and things looking after themselves a little bit better. So that's my my mission, my think positive mission mm. for the for the next week. I've, I've started getting these letters from our doctor's surgery recently saying should come in for a man test, an MOT for men. So that uh, that must happen when you get to. You forty five. You're older than that. Oh, I'm older than that. Um, forty eight. Forty eight. So I started getting that cobblers this year, but. I don't do doctors as many men don't at all ever. Um, yeah, been to hospital twice in the last fifteen years. Once with a broken collarbone playing rugby, ah, and once unconscious. Get, that's it. I'm not good. It's a, it's a driver's medical every five. Is every five years when you're yeah, forty-five? I go to see like some mysterious dusky man in brig who just takes me upstairs behind a shop and go cough, <laughs> and um, there yeah, pay your money in, on your way. Um, I don't <laughs> smoke. I'm, um, you know. That's it, but is there not the thing that you need to get checked about this time? Uh, uh, but this that this time of life is um, your prostate, is it on not? your bike? On, on your bike. I mean, I suppose bike. you could check your prostate on your bike. You would just have to remove the seat. Yeah, if you think <laughs> for a minute after all that happened to me in the Scouts, I'm going for a prostate exam. You can forget it. All right. Well. That, it was something else that came up in the current issue of Trucking Driver as well. Our young driver oh. of the year, Holly Husted, she um, took over um, driving her dad's lorry um, where, because he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and had no symptoms for that. Um, yeah. And it was just as well that he went and got checked. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's something else. To, that's something else to consider as well. Well, yeah, but mm. you know, it's a it's all a matter of personal choice, and I, I don't like to go looking for trouble. So uh, trouble finds you. 
that's my mm-hmm. take on it and uh, the amount of people that try and bully you you know oh you should you should do this you should do that you should balls I'll go if I want I won't if I won't so you know you're leaning against an open door with me I'm not going the end so you know if I do become mysteriously dead in the next 10 years you can all come to my funeral drink the free ale and go smart ass, can't you but I'm not going so let's not lean on that one what if it was one of the doctors on um, like the ones you get in Pornhub what, some big bloke with a tash called Jake Ramirez? No, thanks. You're yeah, exactly right. you, that. Fill your boots. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's definitely got a gate over it as mine. There's nobody playing in there. I need, I need to go, and once this is uh, levelled off a bit, because I get my cholesterol checked every two years because my dad had a quadruple heart bypass aged 52, mm. although I'm sure that was to do with the stress of his job because he worked at... Um, he had a very stressful job working for um, the Royal Bank of Scotland, who were not very nice to work for. And mm. I think I think stress played an enormous part in that. So I need to get my cholesterol checked every couple of couple of years and things. Well, if that uh, can be attributed to stress, I'm in a whole world of bother then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like a going to be like a worktop in McCain's chip factory in my arteries then on that basis. If it's down to stress, I mean, I don't eat a lot of gubbins to be right, and I don't smoke and. Um, I don't blather everything in uh, in lard, but a fair amount of it is genetic and a fair amount of it is stress-related as well, you know. Well, my old boy, he's pushing 80 and he's starting to look a bit worn now because he's just abused himself horrendously for years. I don't mean sexually, but then he might he might have done that as well. Um, he smokes like Ferrybridge Power Station on coal, and he always has, and he always will. Um he just lives on too chips. Late. I think it's too late forced. to stop by that point. Yeah. If you've got to the age of 80 and you've been smoking since you were 15, I think it's probably worse to stop I? your body. I don't, I don't think your body's um, um, genetic setup um, would be able to cope with that. My uncle Ian um, could go and walk. He could hike up hills, no mm. problem at all. He was fit as anything, but he smoked and um, he stopped and had mm. a, a fatal heart attack. Um, not long after it, and his, uh, his his wife Helen, she reckons that it was because mm-hmm. um, it was because he'd stopped smoking, and his body just uh, couldn't cope with the adjustments. Well, we like covered this about wagons, didn't we? A week or two back, we said if we I did. sold mine and somebody else drove yeah. mine, they'd kill it in a fortnight. Yeah, I'd it's, like also clarify it's what used then, to, for the, you know, for the love of God, this is not a medical advice show. <laughs> no. It's just you trying to persuade me to go for a prostate exam so we can talk about it. I haven't. I can have a nervous breakdown. It's just going back to mental health issues at starting it. You want me crying online? Not a problem. That's 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 been the entire um, uh, build (laughs) concept of this podcast right from issue one. This has been the narrative arc of it is to get you to go for a prostate exam. That's it. That's it. That's it. I've yeah. And then you'll you'll recommend a good doctor, and I'll give in, and I'll go. But you'll be there, and Steve will have got all cameras and everything set up, and that'll be that one. It'll be. In, uh, I mean, one of those honesty things. Do you remember on there was a, a this morning once? I don't. I think it was maybe before no, it was Holly. Before I've it was been Holly and as Phil. A member of society since I left school. I'm, yeah. Sat around no, but the, no, this, this was fam- this was famous. It would have been on YouTube, but they were doing like testicular self examination. So it was like half ten in the morning, and they had a guy with his breeks whipped down, and they were having, you know, they were that's what they were checking very seriously and earnestly in the morning and things. I would imagine that doing a prostate exam live on telly in the morning mm. is probably a step too far, but 
There's that, what's that programme, Naked Attraction, that people keep talking to me about with um, some <clears throat> women on it. Not that I watch much telly these mm, days, you understand. Snap. I just, I watch um, Netflix and Better Call Saul. Have I mentioned in any previous podcasts how much of a crush I've got on um, ki- uh, the character Kim Wexler, Rhea Seahorn? No. She's lovely. She's oh, she's forty-eight, and you would never, you would never know. Never What's her name? I'll Google that. While I'm sitting here looking at you. Ria Seahorn. R H E A S E H O R N. Anybody who's listening to this now, who's watched Better Call Saul, will be agreeing with me. She's um, feisty. Ria Seahorn. It's a silly but, name, isn't it? It sounds like an anagram. It is. Yeah. I prefer the name of Kim Wexler in Better Call Saul, but um, I've I've developed a, a, a hitherto. Um, I've not. I've not. She's all right. She's. I've not developed a crush on a TV character. I mean, you don't. You're not getting it from the pictures. It's when you've been watching it for hour after hour, and it's like the facial expressions and the movement and things like that. That's... She looks a bit like Joe Wiley's mum. Huh. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do when Better Call Saul finishes. I know they're going to record another series, but I don't know what else to binge watch. People have recommended The Wire and The Sopranos. Well, uh, Roebuck, you know, the oft-mentioned posh palette man of Ripon, Mr. Roebuck, he's constantly rattling no. on at me to watch bloody Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's Non-stop. what... Bre- Breaking Bad was what was on before... That, yeah, some poorly call, teacher starts cooking meth. Better Call and, Saul is adventure. the prequel to that. Um, uh. Yeah, and it's really well written, but it, it takes... The first couple of series takes a little while for it to get going, um, and it's really, it's really, really cleverly done. The thing that bothers me about um, Better Call Saul is... Kim doesn't exist at all in the world of Breaking Bad later on, so something bad better not happen to her because I haven't mm-hmm. finished watching it yet. No, but that I put a post on Facebook this week. My next door neighbour has got this horrendous motorhome sitting outside the house, and I took a photo of it and said, "I'm glad my new methamphetamine laboratory has arrived." And that was a joke from Breaking Bad because they go and make a mobile meth lab in. Um, like a Winnebago type thing so that's where that joke came from and then I had to go and go back a bit and like, ha- have to explain to people that I had not actually bought a hideously ugly motorhome Hey, you had my first gig last night of the year first gig but your first ge- gig yeah. at a concert well no it came to me because Bellowhead who are shit hot live Split up Bellowhead. five years since. Bellowhead, brilliant bands. Eleven of them on stage, they're all lunatics. Um, they um, have obviously been stuck at home like the rest of us thinking, what can we do? So they got back together and they managed to get COVID tests or whatever and get permission to go and, and be silly in a big house. Yes. So they uh, they did a gig without an audience, but they did it live last night. To pay 20-odd 20, 20 quid for a ticket, like, but it was worth it. It was fantastic. Right, well, it's, tank- it's, a, it's a way of supporting the arts. These people are, Aye. you know... Yeah, paid the money of, um, I had a skin full last night bands. watching Mad Furkies well that's good I went, mm. to, I went down to my parents last night and did a, a skin full again they're getting on to me though because I've realised mm. that I'm coming down and well I need to go and cut down on the boozing like anyway and that but they've kind of like hidden hidden some of the, the good wine was was hidden We watched. Yeah. if you want a recommendation to watch a western for doing film recommendations I watched the first time in years the outlaw Josie Wales Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood classic. 
Lots Aye. of very qu- quotable lines in that. Some One of the boy. best westerns ever. That's if you're parked up this week. Outlaw Josie Wales, well worth a look. Although, we already had it in DVD. Amazon wanted £10.50 or something to buy it, to download it. What a bloody cheek. You're not even Aye. getting a disc or a box or physical media, which I strongly object to. Um, yeah. I need to I need I need to remember to go and back and buy a few CDs as well from bands or at least MP3 downloads rather than stream them because if you stream off of Spotify bands don't get uh, hardly any of the money that they get if you buy their actual physical music. Yeah. So I need to re- I need to remember and buy albums by Kyle Nix, American Aquarium. Um, who else was it? Cody Jenks. And there was somebody else who I've forgotten. That'll come back to me. <laughs> but I need to go and buy some physical media. Are you buying it? Are you actually um, buying anybody Christmas presents this year? Like you've got children, so I would assume that they're going to be expecting Christmas presents. Oh Christ! Yeah, I, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not doing weekend gists for nothing. Yeah, I've got mountains of bloody presents bought and sorted, all sorted. I'm all over this job. Good stuff. Ah, it's, it's not so bad when you've got a house full of young farmers. They all want bits of tweed and um, grassmen DVDs and grassmen jumpers and all that. So you, you could, you'd have to bugger about. It's just grassmen. What do you want? Grassmen. All right. Good day. Excellent. So we need to get with our, mer- our merchandise, our truck and drive on merchandise. Right. Mm. Historically, though. Any merchandise at Truck and Driver or any other trucking magazines is produced as being crap. It's been yeah, absolute shite. It the baseball is. caps look like remedial school hats oh. for kids in America. Um, the T-shirts are garbage. Now, I don't know where they get it from. Some sweatshop in Bangladesh or what? I've no idea. But it's well, I it's don't know stuff. because that's where that's where baseball caps normally come from. So they must. You come wouldn't from wear any there. of that unless you were special. What I plan to do, which um, for merchandise next year, there's a, desi- a designer that does some great work, and he did some great work in the magazine earlier in the year called Gareth Burgess, mm. and I wanted to do t-shirts where it had like it needs to have like a truck culture, like merchandise. It needs to have a cultural reference on it, you know, like mm. a, a quote from Smokey and the Bandit or Convoy, or a reference to a particular engine or gearbox or something, you know, that's got a bit of, a bit of something to it, not just the truck and driver logo poorly embossed onto like yeah a hat that the, the there's a lot of people started this if you, if you look on if you look on facebook and what have you the only way is dutch the only way is british the only mm. way is shropshire the only way is fucking wherever you know blah 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 great mm. but all those quite snazzy if you look at their mm. emblem you know flags all that lads will wear it you know they'll be mm. out in a soft shell black gilet with that on one on one pack mm. at truck shows and a checky shirt and a pair of RM Williams boots and all that. That's what they want to wear. They don't want to wear mm. some maroon or bright red and yellow or some of the... What's wrong with maroon? What? I'm always wearing maroon. Well, it matches your beard at minutes, that's all right. But um, I was close, just, like, I was feeling... You I just don't want to wear I, I, crap like that when you go to shows. You want to, you know... Uh, something a bit smart, because uh, I'd wanted to do... Yeah, I'd, I'd have... I'd, 
that reminds me that I was speaking to Gareth before COVID kicked in about doing like a few bits of merchandise where I, I had like a little like um, sort of tribute to something to do with Convoy or Smokey and the Bandit, like a little quote from it or something like that, with a little mm. bit of trucking driver on there as, as, as well. Um, and I, it just didn't happen. Another add it to the endless list of stuff that hasn't happened due to coronavirus kicking everything that touches this year. Anyway. Yeah, so what are you up to what are you up to next week? I am in the no office all next week doing the magazine. I've got no idea what I'm doing because my planner's cracked, he's having a week off, he's just gibbering, so he's 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 gone for a lie down somewhere for seven days and I've got a different geezer this week. Del Boy, he's a good man, he's Del Boy, he's a proper transport man, but he, and, oh. and the difference is to anybody else at Cobble Freight, he doesn't take any shit from me either. So when I say I'm not doing that, he goes, Mad as just just Effing go do it or I'll come up there and I'll fucking proper man. It's like Ray Winston is uh, Del Boy. So interesting week. Um, I'll be doing different stuff to normal possibly, but I'm too frightened of Del Boy to say no, so I'll just do it. So I could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I might be in Cardiff next week. Who knows? Lucky old Wales. Oh, Drakeford might be about. I might give him a complete kick in the bollocks if I get the chance. That'd, That'd be worth be... doing some porridge for for kicking him. Yeah, sort of like uh, Father Ted, where he goes to kick Bishop Brennan up the arse. Uh, good one, I. You can open one. your public houses, but you must not sell alcohol because brackets. I'm a bloody Methodist. Close brackets, uh, so and my word uh, is law. Most of them aren't even opening anyway. What a no. state of affairs, you know. What a lot of bollocks. You can come and sit in there and eat, and you can drink yeah. Tizer, but you can't have a pint, because obviously if you have a pint, the whole of the principality will be riddled with this virus as a punishment from the Lord. Yeah, all right, Drakey. Get a grip. Can't wait for it. <laughs> Where you buggers are next election. I think Blake Cymru will be in with a gallop, because I don't think you're going to be back in chap. Anyway, you've not mentioned um, Wee Nippy this week. The first time we've not had a rant about her. Has she gone quiet? Because we're not getting any of her news down here at Minity Soul. Brexit. Uh, no, they're, all just, uh, they're, they're bumping the. Um, the there's an inquiry into Alex Salmond, and they're, they're just doing the inquiry themselves, and they're just ignoring all of it. No, not a lot happening on that front. Mm-hmm. All, the corona, all the coronavirus restrictions are staying. Pretty much the same. Um, I, I don't have much to report on that front. I am afraid. Well, well if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. we have a review down here on 15th or 16th, I think, for all, all these jumped up tiers that we're in. And I think mm. they've thrown us into big tiers and we came out of lockdown. They threw us all up a tier at least. And I think the mm. game plan there is on the 15th or 16th is going to go, you've all been awfully good little people and here's your Christmas present. And he's going to drop us all a tier at least. So all mm. the tier three brigade like us that haven't had any increase. In fact, it's halved. You know, the infection rate yeah. in West Yorkshire is halved. But we're, miraculously, we're in a higher tier than we were in summer. If, you know, mm. relatively. So I think come 15th, we're all going to be set free. So we're all supposed to be grateful and remember that and say, Boris, you are our leader. But um, I don't know. Well, they're, starting ja- they're starting jabbing people with vaccines. They can give me. I'll have all five vaccines. I don't care. You can put them all into me at once. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. Past caring. <laughs> Mister Rankin, you may feel a little prick. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a normal bath night then in West Calder. <sighs> <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah, I might go for a bath, actually. It's dark. No, it's you're not. Darker. I don't think you're mentally uh, 
I don't think you're mentally up there for having a bath. You might just go under. Might do. Uh, I considered. I, I trimmed my beard last night because it mm. was getting too bushy, and I was starting to get like you know comments about it. And I nearly yeah. went for the tash. I thought I'm mm. gonna go. I'm gonna do the Reynolds thing. I'm gonna do. Alarm it. bells went off. You know, last time you did that. I don't think this has been a bad podcast at all. I think it's been uh, full of information, full of positivity, considering considering um, circumstances. And you managed to steer me away from the subject of the week as well. The subject of the week. Mm. Yes. How I wasted last Saturday and how you wasted last Saturday and this Wednesday. No, no, we did mention the vehicle. We did mention the vehicle. We did it in a nice, a, a nice enough way. Yeah, we didn't way. mention the dicky ad blue. Um, no, we didn't go into details. About, we didn't about, mention about the massive that. diesel slick in our yard, or it being broken down and useless, and you having to come down at middle at night in a tatey bulk and, and go deranged, carting it back. Yeah, end up with acute conjunctivitis, and then mm. uh, get stuck in the snow. You haven't finished yet, yeah, it's did. still outside your house. When you pull yeah. your curtains off, it's there. Boo! We did mention, <laughs> we did mention it... Um, uh, we, I'll have to go and find the easiest possible thing to do with it. I'm like, please just send me to Washington and run me back up with a trailer to ditch in the yard. Please, I that's all. Come on, I can't fourth change over. Mm. <laughs> what's, the, what's the laziest possible thing you can send me to do? Um, that sounds like that a really do. grubby sexual practice, a can fourth changeover. Canforth changeover. Mm. Eh? Have you ever had a Canforth changeover? <laughs> I've, I've had a few Canforth changeovers in my oh, time. Made a man out to me, you know, when I was 25 at Brocklehurst. A couple of Canforth changeovers. That yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds you know like a mm. term for something like a reverse Dutch steamboat. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. <clears throat> oh, now we're talking. I can feel edit button coming on here, so I might as well not bother. <sighs> <laughs> I've never, yes, I, I've never been censored before. This is hard. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> oh, God bless. Anyway, mm. I wish you the yeah. best of luck in the coming week, and I shall catch mm. up with you. I shall catch up with you in due course, and hopefully, if I can get it set up, we might have somebody else on with us as well. Maybe we can get Paul to join us, or another guest like we had with Marty Moan, and it will be most mm. fun uh, because seeing as it's nearly Christmas seeing as it's nearly Christmas yes see if you can get Roy Wood Roy Wood oh. is that Roy Wood the guy that wrote the Christmas song or like Roy oh, Wood I get Roy movie? Wood from from Wizard he's, he's really really amiable so I talked to Roy Wood at Home Firth Picture Drum one year because he it usually is. comes every year yeah Wizard come to Home Firth every Christmas and do the bit and he's, he's a grand oh, bloke, he's Roy Wood. So see if you can get Roy Wood on, that'd be all right. Roy Wood, English singer-songwriter. Mm. Um, he's often got a frosty beard at this time of year, Roy. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, we'll put that down as a list of the a list of things for the podcast to try and achieve. Try and get Roy Wood on the get podcast. Get Roy Wood on. Everybody, everybody to a man I wish it could be Christmas. And apart from that, he used to be in the move and various bands. He was on top. Top bloke. Yeah. Bet that's made him a wad of money every year. He just gets a big check for that. That's one of the. No, they don't come to home for Brass because you get 1,200 standing in and it's packed and that's your lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he just does it because he does it. Yeah, just for something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? And if you're still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Right, let's wrap this up. Uh, I wish you fair. the best of luck in your endeavours next week. You too with that death trap. 
Oh yes, you know, I'm sure I'm going to have a wonderful, a wonderful week ahead of me. At least that heated yeah. seat works, doesn't it? By God, does that work? Oh, the heated seat works, oh yeah, You know, the one that's... time I moved it outside gate for you to pick up at the night, it took 30 seconds, my ass was on fire. Yeah, it's I mean, my ass is on fire a, all, all time, and it was It's a sterilising spec, mm. um, heated seat, that, you know, mm. that would be, you know. The fridge is nearly as warm. Mm. You know, I cleaned the fridge out, got all the septic mm. water out and turned it on, I thought, I'll see what that's like tomorrow when I got in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no more a fridge than our cupboard downstairs Aye. I had it working mm. <sighs> not to worry it lights right. up you know to adjust temperature you've got to get a really long flat headed screwdriver and poke it through a little hole in the cabinet oh, is it? I can't remember I had to google that to find out how to make a fridge cold in Australia so you need a long screwdriver and, and a torch oh. a design classic it is indeed. I'm sure somebody, probably Mick Moody, would like to tell us if um, if that's the same on a 7.30 scan you. I'm guessing not, but anyway, Mick, let us know. Thanks. <laughs> right. right, I'm going to go get dressed, because that's what you do at 3 o'clock-ish on a, on a Sunday afternoon. It is indeed, right. Uh, if you're a good Methodist. Up. You take it easy, I'll catch you later. Ditto. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.